0: You ever, what if someone, what, do you, what do you get thinking about it?
1: Like, like, what if someone was five seconds into the future? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to Dunstan Jackson, the show where we uh, watch the 1996 ape film Dunstan Jackson minute by minute, and we pair those minutes with a feature film. Today we watch minute 13 of Dunstan mm-hmm. Jackson, and we have paired it with the master of disguise. I'm Emily Monkeytown. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. Um... How how did you feel about what I made you do today? Bad. Good. Um, now you had seen Master of Disguise before, and you had not. Correct. You just seen it the one time before.
1: Um. Yes, I might have seen it in my childhood, <clears throat> but then I did definitely take a take a moment. Sure. In adulthood, Take some time. And I said, I'm gonna watch this thing. Um, and wow, what?
0: So you did? You just thought, hey, this is this is a weird artifact. I should watch it. Yeah, that's why you watched mm-hmm. it. it's safe to say you're not a fan of the film. Nope. I was telling people what I was doing on the day that I watched Paul Blart, Maul Blart 2, and The Master of Disguise back-to-back. I I did that as well. We both did it double feature style. We both both screwed up our days. Yeah, we really (laughs) did. I was telling some people about this, Mm -hmm. and I was shocked when I mentioned this to two coworkers, Mm -hmm. and they were both... Oh, Master of Skies is so funny. What? That's what they both said. No. They both two
1: separate human two beings? Two separate
0: human beings from separate walks of life. <laughs> One, about my age, a mother has a kid. By all means, a put together adult. Yeah. The other, a twenty year old in a band, kind of a, <laughs> kind of a little little rock boy, a little, little party boy, rock boy. Mm. And yet, both of them agreed that The Master of Disguise was a funny movie. They both favorably compared it to Airplane.
1: Wow, <laughs> um, that is insane.
0: And uh, that is
1: that the sentence that you just said there, I I will it will not be topped for me for decades. In in, in just just shock, shock value and unbelievability.
0: <laughs> and I'll tell you, I when I picked this film, mm. I thought, I know me. I know that I like some trash sometimes. I did feel that there was an outside possibility I would love this film. I mean, I'm a little worried. And based on what they say, I they said I went into it with high hopes. Mm-hmm. Um You're right. Thanks. You're correct. <laughs> it's a bad movie. But we'll get to that when it comes up in a minute. Oh, okay. Um, uh,
1: so this minute starts with Dunstan laughing.
0: Yes, because he has just spit a a spat, excuse me, mm-hmm. a cigarette mm-hmm. at spot a cigar. He spot a cigar at Lart Rogledge's face. Uh-huh.
1: And he says, "Monkey spit. How delicious." Now, very specifically he does not face, get in his mouth. He wipes his face with a hanky under his eye. Yeah.
0: Not not the mouth area. True. I do not believe. I think he was just he was just hamming it up mm-hmm. to, because he was mad at Dunstan. Um,
1: It could be that, or it could be that he's He's going to pick up that cigarette and put it in his mouth. Oh. And he just, he's mad about it. Sure. Um, (laughs) uh, So then we kind of cut to Lord Rutledge putting on a bellboy outfit.
0: And this is why I've picked the Master (laughs) of Disguise. (laughs) Of fucking course it is. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I will say there was one parallel that I didn't realize when I picked the film, Mm -hmm. which is a um, sort of parental figure being mad at their offspring for wearing something on their head in this minute it's an ice bucket in the master of disguise it's underwear yeah um
1: but that's how the father recognizes the son at the end of master of disguise (laughs) master
0: of disguise is such a bad movie
1: and it and and i mean i'll I'll give some credit to brent spiner sure he tries does he (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but his parts are somehow more enjoyable than any moment with Dana Carvey on screen you liked
0: those fart jokes I don't know if I like them or it's just (laughs) like
1: they I recognize them as jokes
0: for those who don't who've not seen the film or don't recall there's Mm. a running gag in *The Master of Disguise*, which is that every time uh, Brian Spiner, the villain of the film, tries to do an evil laugh, he accidentally farts, <laughs> and he gets embarrassed by it's it. Kind, it is kind of funny, <laughs> right? I recognize it
1: as a joke that is not just a reference to some other thing. Sure. And so my brain is like, ah, the good, the good joke.
0: There's there was a moment in this film mm-hmm. that made me profoundly sad. Oh. Because, okay, so, uh, our hero, Pistachio mm-hmm. Disguise, mm-hmm. who...
1: Yeah, how do you want to approach describing <laughs> Pistachio Disguise? And let's, again, say his name is Pistachio Disguise. This is
0: correct. The main character of this film is Pistachio Disguise. A name that is not one that he made up. It was given to him by his father. He's an Italian man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How old do you believe this character is meant to be? Oh, my God. Is a question that I'm going to ask you.
1: <laughs> See, that's a... Because um, Dana Carvey, while filming this, had to have been almost
0: 40. Oh, I looked it up. He was he was closer to 50 than 40. Wow. Yeah.
1: I know he has a young-looking face. Because he
0: was born in 1955, and this yeah. was 2001 when they were filming. We know because of the famous mm. urban legend about how they didn't stop filming for 9-11. Oh,
1: part of the urban legend though is that they did. I thought.
0: Oh, I thought. That they, I thought the, they stopped for like a minute.
1: It was during the turtle club scene when they found out they all had to stop, and he was still in his turtle outfit, God. thinking about 9-11. Yeah. Um. So he, I think he's meant to be.
0: See, that's it's tricky. It's <laughs> well. Here's what I'll say. Hmm. the first scene we meet our hero Pistachio Disguisee, mm-hmm. I I knew that the fact that Jana, Dana Jana yeah. <laughs> Dana Carvey was around forty five. I, I knew that that was irrelevant. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we cannot factor that into our figuring out how old Pistachio disguise he is. Yeah. Because the scene in which he is introduced would suggest to me that he's like 12. Oh. But then as the film goes on, it becomes clear that that's not the case. No.
1: I was going to say, he's definitely too old to be doing the things that he's doing. Yeah,
0: well, because in the first scene, he's got underwear on his head, and he's got a big fake shaving cream beard, and he's pretending to be a wizard.
1: Yes. Uh, but honestly, I think they're aiming for like, 18 to 20 okay and i in but to make me feel good i go oh he's 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 a a 30 year old who thinks he's 20 okay (laughs) but in reality it's a 45 year old man trying to play 12 yes in in the visage the visage of a 30 year old you know what i mean god
0: there's a lot of layers yeah um so here's what here's the part that made me sad uh pistachio disguise he runs into a little boy and in order to sort of (laughs) endear himself to this child yes he says would you like to see a scene from the hit new movie shrek yep and what makes me sad about that is dana Carvey and mike myers once comedy partners once equally famous comedy partners on saturday night live mm-hmm. and this because this was to what this came out 2002 right
1: the year after shrek
0: the year after shrek the year, after
1: shrek, oh, the year that shrek won an oscar
0: so shrek oscar winner mega hit and here is his dana Carvey referencing his once equals huge mega hit film in what can only be described as one of the worst movies ever made yeah Um, and that that moment just made me very sad
1: now part of that though was he was was the joke there that is that Shrek wasn't funny because he does it for the kid and it doesn't make the kid feel better
0: yeah but also like he's doing like a very and a sort of obviously incompetent version of Shrek yeah I would say his Mike Myers Shrek impression is pretty good, which sort of makes sense. Mm. His donkey impression less. So
1: yeah. And he just does the donkey line that most people I think walked out of the theater, enjoying the the waffle uh, the waffle. Uh, yeah. Sure. Which I don't think was connected to the line he did for Shrek. I don't believe so. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a weird detail that somehow I had forgotten about yeah. after having watched it a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so watching it now, it's, and you're
0: a Shrek super I'm fan. I'm a Shrek super fan. So <laughs> yeah. it kind of shocked me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, probably the first reference to shrek in another film yeah <laughs> because of the timing <laughs>
0: um
1: yeah it's a weird i don't even know where to go what it, you've done this to me yeah you've i done had, this I to had me.
0: never seen the film before i think as we said uh so what i i there's
1: a part in the film that i still i i, I will argue is the worst part okay because it, it makes the least amount of sense sure uh, based on everything we found out before and find out after, it it shouldn't be possible. Sure, even for all the super disguising skills that he can do. Yeah, in the Turtle Club. Yeah, at the end of the Turtle Club scene. Yeah, uh, because he's hiding within his turtle suit. Yeah, uh, yes. the three men. Approach so wait, should the we explain the what turtle. the Turtle
0: Club scene is for people who don't know? Okay, so they go to a place <laughs> called the Turtle Club. The place is called the Turtle Club. It's just like a fancy, high end club that they from cigar tags they know that Brent Spiner attends. Yes. And Brent Spiner's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to find him,
1: so they go to the turtle club. Yeah. For some reason, Pistachio Disguise believes that he must dress as a turtle, Yeah. but he's not a turtle. He is a person in a turtle suit in a suit. Does that make any sense?
0: He has sort of rigged a green suit mm-hmm. to be shell-shaped. Yes. He's wearing... A prosthetic on his face yeah. to make his
1: mouth turtle-like.
0: Yeah. He also has, like, tortoise shell glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what? Fuck you. This is a bad movie. This scene is funny. <laughs> this um, scene is funny. And uh, the, He's the, also had the ball cap on.
1: The woman that he's with um, uh, is not disguised.
0: That's what I would like to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you talked about in our last episode how your least favorite thing is someone who is grossly incompetent, incompetent yet is somehow revered as the best in their field yeah. in movies. Now in this in this case he is grossly incompetent. He doesn't really have a known field, but he is not res- he's not respected even by his grandfather who taught him. Mm. And he also does not succeed most of the time most of the time he is just there while the woman succeeds. Yep. So how do, how do you feel about that angle?
1: I mean that's also bad. Okay. Because he yeah. is he takes the credit yeah, more or true. less. Like yeah. people it, it's 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 he is successful in the fact that he does the disguises. Yeah. Like you look at them and it's like okay, I guess you you somehow made a disguise out of nothing or something yeah, but he also doesn't look like a different person
0: no not generally <laughs> they're not disguises as much as they are costumes <laughs> <laughs> yes this is the
1: master of costumes
0: yeah. that's the film that this we're watching is the, this is the good at Halloween friend is the name of this movie
1: <laughs> goes too hard at Halloween yeah <laughs> um, yeah I don't like that either yeah. and I
0: don't I don't like any of I also don't like it.
1: I hate everything that happens yeah. in regards to the, the woman, uh, the actress Jennifer bad. Esposito yeah and she, I don't remember the character name, but... I don't either. She, um, She's, like, looking for a job. She
0: is the mother of the boy who needed to be cheered up with Shrek.
1: Yeah, so he, she takes the job as assistant to the Master of Disguise. And then very early on, they have this whole bit of, like... Oh, do you think you can uh, resist falling in love with your master?
0: Honestly, it's very similar to Paul Blart's relationship with the uh, general manager of the hotel and Paul Blart Mall Cop too. Yeah.
1: Except in in this one, there is no hint of romance until literally the last uh well, I guess it's the last 20 minutes because the credits are like 7 to 8 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait,
0: can I have can I have one more Paul Blart thought that I forgot to get in the sure, last episode? Why not? So the very last scene of Paul Blart mm. is this weird scene where uh, they needed some for some reason they needed some kind of romantic win for Paul Blart. Yeah. So he walks up to a uh, a, a, co- a horseback cop mm-hmm. um, in L.A. Yes. Um, those famous L.A. horseback. You know, we're a couple of Southern California kids. We, we see horse cops all the time out here. Uh,
1: I do know that you can ride a horse down Melrose or something. Yeah.
0: There is some law that allows that to occur. Sure. So go on. Um This is something that happens I feel like it happens less in movies now, but historically this has been a thing that happens in a movie that always bothers me. Where the implication that uh the implication that this is a thing that has ever happened in real life, which is to say that Paul Blart walks up to this woman, says I'm also an officer, and she says, "Great, here is my phone number. Let's go on a date." Mm-hmm. <laughs> After only that line of dialogue exchanged.
1: Oh, I thought you would be more bothered by than the horse turns. Oh, the CGI kicks horse kick. Yeah. Blart. He
0: destroys a car.
1: Yeah. And then falls to the ground and is not dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also got that, that that hallmark bad CGI in a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting out of that period from like. Honestly, it was a long time. Like 2008 to 2017, I would say. Yeah. There was like some rule that said every you know big mainstream American comedy that comes out has to have at least one moment of just exceedingly poor CGI mm-hmm. for a physical bit. Um, other examples, of course, would be the part in Neighbors when he sits on the airbag chair. Yes. And it sends him into the ceiling. Yes. Um, rich, rich tradition mm-hmm. here. But I feel like that's a thing that's, that's <clears> in movies that not even just Paul Blart, where the hero of the movie, who's maybe a little shy, has to walk up to a woman and she just instantly gives him his phone number yeah that's a bizarre thing that movies just accept happens yep <sighs> it's it's bad uh, okay back to master of disguise so the turtle club
1: scene oh sure so here he is in his turtle outfit he's also
0: okay so he they arrive
1: and he he is taking on mannerisms of a turtle yeah as well
0: and the bouncer is like what the fuck is going on yeah here? and then she explains He really loves turtles he saw the name of this place and he just got really into the idea of coming Mm -hmm. and she um, sort of flirts her way in Mm -hmm. Um, she was she more or less said like "Oh, we're just gonna
1: walk around and be right out
0: yeah Yeah. that is her justification for his behavior because it it is sort of left to her to not only gain access to this club but also explain what the hell he is yeah but that's not in his, in his. and when I say his, I mean Pistachio Diskaisi. I don't mean any Carby. Yeah. Like in the meta performance of what he's doing here, that's not what it is. But it's also, he's not a literal turtle. It's just unclear what he is. Exactly. He's just someone who is dressed as a turtle and says, Turtle, turtle. Yeah. And dips in and out of the turtle suit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> see, we're laughing. Because this is a stupid. good bit. <laughs> um.
1: So at the end of at the end of that scene though he is hiding within the shell. Yeah. Three men who had been mocking him step forward to yeah. look into the shell. Uh-huh. He pops out, mm-hmm. and and like a snapping turtle bites off the nose of one of the men
0: oh my god i was so no shut up for a second (laughs) i was so shocked when i saw that and then i forgot that it happened until you mentioned it right now because my brain just refuses to process it exactly please go on
1: so now when i say bites off there's not blood gushing everywhere uh, and it is not a, an illusion, but we do see a man noseless. Yeah, just smooth. <laughs> just smooth. <laughs> and then, uh, then we see uh, uh, the turtle man spit the nose a- across several feet, land on the man's face, and he looks kind of perplexed and and I guess pleased his nose has returned to him.
0: I, I to me it wasn't clear whether or not he even understood that his nose was gone for a second. <laughs> I think he did. I think if your nose was gone, you'd know. It is. It is. Uh, it it. <laughs> there's a sense of unreality
1: to that. That is just harrowing. And it's it's beyond anything else that we're presented with in the film true
0: correct. Is, every bit of <laughs> there's nothing else in the film even remotely like that moment. because
1: I, I mean we we see that he has some kind of a suitcase with the disguises so yeah. uh, that's like that's where they come from yeah right it's not you know that he's building them out of spit and wood that yeah. he finds around him yeah yeah uh, we do see that at the beginning though with the, like you said the um the shaving cream beard sure yeah he can do that yeah but if he's he has the materials and at times he can very quickly make a disguise which is I guess, okay, believable in that weird sense.
0: This is beyond that. This is just literal magic occurred or something. Yeah, it's bizarre. There's also a weird running thing in the movie where um, when he gets angry, he can't help but imitate the other person. Oh, yeah. That never pays off. Nope. And also, like... It seems like they're trying to suggest that that is somehow related to his disguise powers, but mm. it, it never gets there, really. It never no. gets there, and it never pays off, uh-huh. and it's never funny in the moment. Yeah. It's just kind of a thing that happens occasionally.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the runtime?
0: It's like 82 minutes, right?
1: I think it's just under eighty yeah. minutes. It was over or eighty when I watched. it. I guess maybe it is a little over eighty because the I the I
0: would believe that without 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 the credits, it's under eighty.
1: Yes, um, I I read um, Roger Ebert called it out in his review uh-huh. and said the fifteen minutes of padding, both at the front and the back,
0: <laughs> ensure
1: that it is feature length. Yeah, uh, but without all that, then it yeah it's like an hour. Yeah, like it's it's, <laughs> uh, it's really crazy. It is just truly disastrous. because the opening is like. Uh, the credits are in a book. Did you catch a familiar name there in the open credits, by the way? Uh, Adam Sandler. Dino, Adam- Dino Stamatopoulos.
0: Oh, interesting. I don't know what he did in the film. It's worth noting that Adam Sandler so produced saying. this movie and Paul Blart, Ma Blart 2, which yeah, we, we watched really last week. Yeah, we really a twofer right here. Yeah. Um, and then the closing credits are, include bloopers, Do you think- outtakes, deleted scenes, yeah. the dancing sequences. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Dana Carvey was upset that this young whippersnapper who came after him on SNL was now the money man on his movie?
1: Wait, who? What are you saying?
0: Adam Sandler came after Dana Carvey on SNL.
1: I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably... (laughs) He, this movie doesn't... it's It this just movie. seems
0: like... I've, I really like Danny Carvey. I think he's really funny. I think mm-hmm. he's a, 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 a an American treasure. This movie really, in multiple different ways, stands out to me. It's not just a low point in his career, but in his life.
1: This movie... Well, I mean, uh, I would almost say this movie feels bitter. Yeah. Like, it feels like he, he knows that his bit is doing impressions. Yeah. And so he just makes a movie of that, but it's just so not good. It's like, like,
0: you like impressions? Here, fucking look at these. Yeah, like, fucking look at these. It's like him making us regret liking impressions. Yeah. He also at one point dresses up as a woman and it's like, not quite the church lady from SNL. Yeah, right? But there's a, it's, it's very church lady adjacent. What the fuck is that? It's like the church lady but he's not doing, like, he's like, t- it's it's a weird thing where he's like, doing everything s- she looks like the church lady. Her voice sounds like the church lady. Yeah. But she's just not doing the same style of comedy as the church lady. Yeah, it'd be like if Cal Mitchell showed up in a movie dressed as Ed from Good Burger, but like was just a different character. Yes, it's yes. fucking bizarre. Uh, and
1: also, most of the um, impressions disguises that he is doing in this film are based on real like things from other movies. Sure, he does. At the- one
0: point, he's Quint from Jaws. <laughs> he's Quint from Jaws in a scene that goes on like really a long time mm. and is like, it's not funny and there's not, not you know what i mean it's not a parody it's just him doing kind of wrong lines from jaws and they,
1: they're also playing the you know um uh, legally not jaws yeah, music yeah. yeah where it's like it, it It's like just it sounds like jaws but it's not yeah uh he does tony montana yeah that was weird from scarface yeah and i think he even doesn't he introduce himself as like James, Alabama. James, like Colorado. He, he yeah. It's
0: like some other. I'm Anthony, Colorado. Uh,
1: it's really. It's it's not a fun watch. No. I don't know why it's you did not. this to the both of us? Because it was But I guess to I did it. that with Blart in the yeah, last Yeah, you did that with Blart. So we're, now we're even. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Can we have a truce? No, we're not even because you, we will never be even because you may fucking watch Escape from Tomorrow, the worst movie ever made. Well, and you, you liked it. Go find and something you know else what? that I you, don't like. The thing is. In these instances of this week and the last week, we were both suffering, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in Escape from Tomorrow, we were I, only I was suffering. That's true. <laughs> so I guess we gotta think of something that I love that you hate. It's out there. We we said something earlier. What, what was it? In this. In this episode. Episode. I believe. Yeah.
1: I do not recall.
0: Oh, grown ups too.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you said you're gonna do that to me. That's fine.
0: <laughs> do you like grown ups too? <sighs> I, I, I. You don't
1: I, have to. You can save your answer for the future. I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna plead the fifth. Okay. On <laughs> <All right. laughs> the question of, <laughs> wow. do I like? Gramps I do too. know,
1: uh, Milo Ventimiglia is in there, so that's true. I as get f- one shining spotlight frat boy in two Milo. seconds. I bet. Uh,
0: um, he's in it a lot, but he just doesn't have lines. It's, uh, it's, it's similar to Dana Carvey in this movie. I, I kind of think *Grown 2* is a low point in Milo's life mm, mm, before uh, it was pre. This is us. Okay. So do you
1: have anything else on this movie master of disguise um, i took to just calling it disguisey when i was just thinking about it
0: sure i got a couple more thoughts okay um so when right. we see uh pistachio in disguise it is very much Danny carvey in a disguise yeah. um but when we see his relatives in disguise it is just a different actor
1: yeah and then we so see his, a weird like father sort of is james sh- brolin yeah yeah
0: And then when they de-disguise, we see a sort of shitty version of the Mission Impossible mask thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, it's to comic effect where, like, James Brolin, you know, he's a big, beefy guy. And then one scene he's, like, Bo Derek and another scene he's Jessica Simpson. Yeah. In a way that is, there's some transphobia there for sure. Yeah. Um... To be expected in this film. And that's that's not justifying it. That's saying, hey, another reason why you should not watch this well, there, movie. I,
1: I definitely remember there's another... There's a running gag that the Disguisee family are attracted to women with large butts.
0: Oh, yeah. There's that, too. But specifically, like, when Pistachio is sizing up a woman he wants to fuck, mm-hmm. he he doesn't shy away from the fact that he says, I want her to have a big butt like my mama does.
1: Yeah. That's... Is weird. That's uncomfortable.
0: And then it's treated as like a moment of victory for Jennifer Esposito because she doesn't have a big butt that Pistachio goes for her at the end. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm.
1: But they also do have a joke in the film where Pistachio and his grandfather are admiring the butt of someone with long hair sure and then they they turn and and the implication is that they are not a woman yeah and they're disgusted yeah it's a bummer it's really it's really bad
0: (laughs) yeah it's really really Um, it's a bad bad. movie all around
1: yeah um Um, i will say the one moment where they don't do the thing where they're where the disguise seniors are just Mm -hmm. other people is at the end of the film yeah did you did you catch that when they finally do catch Brent Spiner, mm-hmm. both James Brolin and the guy who plays the grandfather oh, are, are just in disguises. bad makeup yeah. like Dana Carvey has yeah, been the yeah. whole
0: time. Yeah, yeah. That ending is so weird too because it's so it's so like oh it's over like yep like it just it just like that that does not feel like an end scene.
1: It's very tacked on.
0: Um, something else I will say: um, a joke that did make me laugh in this movie, mm-hmm. and just if, if you completely divorce this from any context i think it's really funny okay so the basic plot of this movie is that brent spiner has kidnapped pistachio's mom in order to force pistachio's dad to steal uh priceless artifacts for him Mm -hmm. um and there's one scene which is removed of all context is really fucking funny because it's jessica simpson uh walking out of a museum (laughs) saying to the guards hey thanks for letting me borrow the apollo lander (laughs) she has It's like strapped to the roof of the car. Yep, That's fucking funny. I don't care who you are. That's a fucking funny bit. The idea that Jessica Simpson could just walk in with a couple of her CDs, mm. give them to the guards, and leave with I, the Apollo 11 launcher. I That's thought it was very good. funny
1: that Jesse Ventura was stealing the...
0: The Liberty Bell? The Liberty that Bell. That one was also pretty good because he's the mayor of Minnesota, not Philadelphia. Yeah. Which is where the Liberty Bell is. And they
1: did call him... Mr. Mayor, Mr. Governor, Mr. Governor. They really, they really treated him with respect. Yeah. For his bar- needing to borrow the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say I, I, I thought it could have been funny, the idea that when they're doing research on Brent Spiner's character, mm. they find out that in his like school yearbook, he was
0: he, named Stinky or something for the farts. <laughs> no. Well, there was
1: that, but I think there, there was the joke that I remember is that he had, he had put that his goal in life was to amass. The priceless treasures of the world and hide them in a secret underground layer. And <laughs> that's, she, her, that's her reaction good to that is not like, "What a weirdo!" She's like, "Oh look, he said it all along. lot, like, <laughs> like as if that's a super normal thing." That's a that's a pretty good goose. I thought that was a little funny. Yeah, but yeah, I oh my, it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there it is.
1: Um. <clears throat> Where do we leave off?
0: Oh, also like. Is very hard to listen to Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey's doing an Italian accent that is like a fucking, it's like a fucking elementary school, a mean elementary school student making fun of an Italian foreign exchange student. And
1: that's how he talks through the whole movie. Yes.
0: And it does <laughs> not get any less annoying. Yeah. Well, that's how he talks when he's himself through the whole movie. When he's, you yeah, know, he, when never, he's, he never, he never reverts to
1: Dana Carvey. Yeah. It is. He reverts to bad Wait. Italian accents. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bellboy Outfit.
0: When Lord Rutledge is putting on the Bellboy outfit, yes. he's just muttering to himself, very good, very good. <laughs> yeah. Now, and I don't, It's not, he just put on a Bellboy outfit, dude. I,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, does he have less mustache
0: here? Loss? Loss? Does he have loss? I think he just sort he of. There's a loss of I mustache? I think he maybe just doesn't put the wax in okay so he has a a a more limp
1: mustache i had a memory that at the end of this film it's revealed the mustache was fake the whole time
0: uh i couldn't tell you and i did watch the movie before we started the podcast and i I, even from that recently i don't remember
1: yeah yeah i i i just it looked way less to me in this scene Mm -hmm. um but he could have also yeah he could have done less, less wax uh
0: well, he's putting on this Bellboy outfit. Yes. Uh, Dunstan puts the ice bucket on his head, sort of mimicking the hat, the Bellboy hat. Yeah, I
1: thought that was sweet. Yeah, it was. That, I, that, that, that touched was my heart.
0: That was sweet. The movie reached out and touched um, me. Dunstan not wise for being sweet to this man, though. Yeah,
1: and Dunst, he says, Dunstan, have you seen the ice bucket?
0: And then Dunstan just...
1: He's like doing a little tune on it. Yeah, pats it on his head. I thought that was really cute.
0: Yeah, Dunstan is very cute in this mm. scene. Uh, and oh, it's very, it gets very scary immediately.
1: Yes, so... Uh, obviously Lord Rutledge wants, wants the ice bucket. First part of
0: his, it's a prop he needs for the costume. Yeah.
1: So then he just says to Dunstan, I have two words for you. Medical experiments. That's, that's cruel. Yeah. That's just, that's, that's really bad. Yeah. So he hands it over, uh, and he says, thank you. Now go to your room. And he points. Yeah. Uh, and Dunstan kind of does a, uh, raspberry, raspberry noise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah uh make, i i also just wrote fart noises sure i don't know if that's super accurate uh and he says i am not debating this you move yeah and does just sticks out his tongue yeah up high uh and so he kind of walks away and as he's, he's kind of saying well i'm a liberal parent have it your own way yeah and then i could not make out this line that he has when he first picks up the cane yeah or the walking stick, whatever you want to call it. But I, I made out kind of. Of course, this will be more fun. I, whatever it is, he's taking it's pleasure like that, yeah. in what he's about to do. Yeah.
0: And then he says, "Go to your room again." And it's like way scarier than most things in this movie. Yeah. Like the tone just shifts. It's like, it it's it's frightening. But it's the, uncomfortable to watch. It's
1: it's it is it is a big tone shift, and the timing feels off in this moment. Yeah. Because he grabs the walking stick. He kind of we see that he's unhinging it so it has like a secret It's sword? like a sheath, yeah.
0: Like <laughs> Well, we see it a little when he in the shot when he closes it at the very end of the minute, we get I think we get a better look at what it is, and yes. it looks to me like um a like a riding whip, like like a jockey would use. But it doesn't look floppy. It doesn't, but it, it there's a there's like a bit on the end where it kind of it gets thicker oh. in the same shape that like a, uh, a, okay. a riding whip does.
1: Um and so the go to your room, uh-huh. we don't see his mouth when he says them yeah it's like the time that we hear him see that is when he's when we see the unhinging of the the stick from you know unsheathing yeah so the timing of it even is unsettling
0: there's also i don't know this might have just been because i was streaming it but there was definitely some issues with the audio being out of sync with the mouth
1: that's i mean i i think you're just experiencing the film that's the yeah it's that's what i'm saying like the timing feels way off yeah for him saying shouting yeah go to your room and then we see him brandishing yeah. The weapon at Dunstan and Dunstan goes cowering yeah. into the the trunk. Yeah, um, and then he he comes over to, before he closes the trunk. He's looking and he says, "Spare the rod, spoil the monkey." Yeah, which is horrifying. Yeah, we, really get horrified. We get, we get a, a sad Dunstan noise uh, and
0: just like hard confirmation that he does beat Dunstan. Yeah, and
1: yeah. then uh, he closes the trunk and where the the movie lets us into the darkness. Yeah, do you think about that? Like the way that this minute does does it, the way that the film does it is we are in with Dunstan, and we are we're having to experience you know his his sadness for a moment yeah before the very last thing we see in this minute is is an outside shot of the hotel and let me say looks very similar to that cgi recreation inside of his laptop it does of of- <laughs> laptop
0: it really does makes me
1: think that the uh, the people who just did the cgi on this film just uh, they had the untouched Just version, <laughs> and then they touched it up and put it in the movie. Yeah. Because that is not a real hotel.
0: Very, very much so. And in yeah. the image, it's you can- very obviously CGI'd into <laughs> yeah, the gallery. Yeah, It almost looks painted in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's it's not there. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh,
1: so that's the end of that minute. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, do you have the next movie?
1: Oh, God. I did it again.
0: You've done it again. I've done it again. You're a regular Britney Spears. Uh, we'll figure it out. Mm. All right. Uh, i you're saying I have the next like five. I know up. I meant to do that and you know,
1: it just gets away. Yeah. It just gets away. We're breaking in.
0: Yeah. To tell
1: to tell you that I have chosen yeah. the film that I would like to pair with Minute Fourteen. And, uh-huh. I, and I I I I think it's a big one.
0: I'm yeah? ready to hear it. I'm ready. Give it to me.
1: It's the nineteen ninety three classic
0: <gasps> Super
1: Mario <gasps> Brothers.
0: Oh shit. This is a big one. Yeah. This is a really big one. Would you say this is the most important movie pairing we've done?
1: Sure. Another (laughs)
0: dumbass. No, I did fuck that up by getting a little bit of the next line on it, but I think we pulled that off well. Hey. Bye. Um. What's the word?
1: I do another podcast uh, with Justin on called Nothing New, a remake podcast. Every month we look at some remakes and talk about them. Our December episode is on The Grinch, which they just did a new one. And then we talk about the TV special of The Grinch from 1966. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, You should also check out me on uh, uh, my other podcast that I do. Uh, It's on my list Uh, every month. uh, Me and five friends get together and talk about movies that people say you should watch we kind of tell you should you should Mm. you not i don't know we'll find out uh so go check that out it's on my and uh emily was kind of distracting me with my recent appearance on geek offensive i
0: don't normally i was helping you out with the reminder plug
1: do those other plugs because that by the time you're hearing this that'll be like three weeks ago uh but go listen to me on geek offensive yeah Uh, it's a good show it's a good network geek say what network yeah uh, they're fun people. Uh, you'll hear me on a lot of their episodes coming <laughs> soon. Yeah. Uh, me too,
0: actually. You'll hear me on a few as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, so check all those out, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podcaster Andrew.
0: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Twitch at VeryCoolEmily. I stream on Twitch Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Andrew, uh, I'm going to say at this point, oftentimes joins me on Thursdays to play Fallout 76. You can find that at Twitch.tv slash VeryCoolEmily. Um And you can go straight to hell. You can... (laughs) Excuse
1: uh, (laughs) me? So I had to tune out for a bit and it tuned right
0: back in there. I'm going to start integrating that in my plugs. (laughs) Just (laughs) just telling our audience to go to hell. Uh, You know where they should go,
1: though? Uh, Patreon.com slash Dunstan. That's right. Where you can get access to the bonus feed of episodes, uh, which includes our pre-roll... And our soon to be added uh, episodes about things that talk about Dunstan.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to that eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> I think right day. now you you
1: you get the pre-show episodes, which are good and yeah. fun. And you also you know you're helping us out. Because yeah. we're working hard here to give you fun laugh times. And a portion and of it is being set aside
0: is... <laughs> to go to a to be named apes charity. Yes. I'm bad at researching <laughs> charities. And I I do have three in mind that I'm looking at, but I don't you know I don't know how to tell what, how is one charity yeah, better than another. Difficult. It's that difficult. That is difficult. Um, but we will have that soon. And, and our YouTube, YouTube. YouTube.com slash agsxx three three percent sign two four three seven five.
1: What if someone goes there and that's it?
0: <laughs> what if somehow you did it? Then I will ascend to heaven. Immediately. <laughs> I won't die. I'll just go straight up to heaven. Uh, so
1: if you subscribe there, every week uh, I put together a fun little thing where I take the trailer for whatever movie we're pairing with the minute. And I literally pair it with the minute. Yep. I took I take minute parts and put them in. And uh, it's a fun put time. Put
0: them in, put them in. Check that out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, give us five stars and then tell us. Tell us what you look for in a sandwich. Oh that's good. That's gonna be that's what I I want to do. That's what I want to be the the text of the review. So five star review and in the the text, the body of the review, describe your ideal sandwich. Um anything else to plug? I guess we're just checking out. That was a weird noise I made. Yeah.
1: Hello, this is Brendan Creasy, and I'm the host of Radio Brendo Man, a podcast on the Benview Network. I'll be interviewing a new guest each episode on the show. We'll be talking about creating things, all things geek culture, movies, TV, and all kinds of other stuff. If
0: that sounds cool,
1: check out Radio Brendo Man at radiobrendo.com, benviewnetwork.com,
0: or in your podcast app.